0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wedding Espresso online meetup. We are so excited to have you join us today, and of course, it is now Weducation go go time. So, coming up today, our hot topic is straight after the wedding mini moon or honeymoon. Then, If Terry joins us, he will be explaining what to expect when commissioning a bespoke wedding cake, plus be offering you the chance to save 20% on a bespoke wedding cake commission for next year. Then, Carly is going to share with us what is elopement and why this might be for you, plus offer you the chance to save 10% on her services. And then, Tanya is going to share why choose a wedding celebrant, plus give you guys a free downloadable cheat sheet which you're not going to want to miss. And maybe if we've got some time uh, left at the end, we shall, uh, we'll throw in something else as well. Great. So without further ado, I'll move on to the introductions. Joining me today is uh, Carly and Tanya. Very excited to have you with us. And I'm just going to pass over to you, uh, Carly, and just say, um, just let you introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about what you do.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Um, So I am Carly. I am also known as Epic Elopement. Um, Epic Elopement is um, a blog that I started uh, back in 2015 when I um, ran away to Vegas to get married, and I found that normal wedding blogs um, and kind of other wedding-centered places and spaces, so wedding fairs, etc., just didn't really feel like they were particularly interested in what I wanted to do, Um, and. Even just the basics didn't really help me find what I wanted um I've struggled to find things about legalities and how i could uh my wedding dress and all that sort of stuff started blogging uh a ball rolling really so I've spent three years talking to couples and um just basically helping people plan um so that's kind of what I do my um the the things that I do day to day are helping um, brides and grooms find a venue or a location or whatever it might be. So they might ring me and say, I have no idea where to start. We just want it to be legal. Um, and then I'll go and find them locations where it's legal to be married, depending on um, where they live and what, what um, nationality they are. Um, and then or otherwise, I might be helping people um, elope in the UK. So finding them venues in the UK where they can have really small weddings um, or legal ceremonies and then blessings um, in a different location. So up mountains, in waterfalls, wherever you can think of, <laughs> basically. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I do day to day. But I love it. And it's been a, a bit of a journey. So it's been fun.
0: Great. Thanks very much. And Tanya, would you like to say hi to everybody and just tell them a little cool. bit about perfect promises
2: yes sure so i'm tanya um perfect promises and so i'm a wedding celebrant so i'm the person who would actually marry you so if you were choosing not to have a registrar-led ceremony um, you might go for a celebrant and we'll talk more about that later but i used to be a registrar so I've seen it from that side and decided I'd rather do something that was more about the couples themselves than be bound by rules and regulations so kind of very similar to to Carly in the sense of it's about what the couples want so it can be in any location so the waterfalls and mountains is is singing to me because that's a lot of of what I do (laughs) but as well as as the Ceremonies in in a hotel or ceremonies in a in a garden or wherever and as I say, we'll, we'll talk about it later But it's just about the, the fact that I would be the person conducting your ceremony um, And delivering you the the ceremony you want rather than the one you have to have
0: Brilliant brilliant. Thanks very much Super so for this week's hot topic. I was reminiscing recently actually about our own wedding and I remember that the budget just got blown on the wedding. Um, It was an expensive do, And we wanted to tick quite a few boxes. So we just sort of thought, well, we've got this budget. We can afford this. Can we get everything in? Yes, we can. What about the honeymoon? That won't fit. Uh, What are we going to do? And then someone gave us a really great piece of advice, and that was put it off. Don't do it straight after the wedding. Go on a, a, a mini moon instead of a honeymoon. And it turned out to be an amazing idea. Because we got married in Scotland, as you know, and all we did was hang around for a few days after the wedding. Everyone else went home. And then we went and did a few bucket list things like adventure stuff. So we went uh, horse trekking. We went whale watching off the coast. And we had an amazing time and we enjoyed ourselves so much just having that space and that time to ourselves. And then we saved up uh, during the following year and got to do the honeymoon that we wanted, which was in Norway. Which is not a cheap country to go to, and we were able to do that because we could save, and it was amazing because we we had something to look forward to, as it had been suggested to us. Those post-wedding day blues they never kicked in because for us it was still going. We still we were still looking forward to that 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 big moment. We had it ahead, and um, I think that was a fantastic tip, and we don't regret doing. That for a single second, the mini moon was for us absolutely an amazing uh, solution to the budget problem. So, uh, Carly, what what do you think about this week's Hot Topic?
1: (laughs) I love this Hot Topic mainly because I have probably one of the worst or best, depending on your point of view, senses of wanderlust ever. I always have the next trip booked. I always have a holiday on the horizon. Um, I probably go on holiday, well, more times a year than I care to, <laughs> to share. Mainly because I just love it. I love travelling. I love going to new places. So the thought of of kind of and I know this it's not for everybody, um, because some people it will be, you know, they want this um big wedding and then they want to leave their their reception and then they want to jet off and have that that kind of big um holiday of a lifetime. And that's great. Um but I do agree with you. I think I know a lot of people who will Do that originally. They think that's a great idea, but then you come home and you've had this huge day where you know that means so much to you, and then you've had this huge potentially two weeks of you know know, spending every morning and and you most will ever go on. In right after a day when you've you just passion and creativity I just think for me putting it off is definitely the way forward. and whether that's budgetary um, or whether that's because you just think you know wouldn't it be nice to spread it out a little bit um, and there's no like you said there's nothing stopping you kind of even just having a, a few days after your wedding even just at home um if you know, especially if you're um, already have a family and have kids back home and doing a bigger holiday um, when you kind of feel a bit more rested, there's nothing restful really about planning a wedding <laughs> uh, for me. And I think it, it, it's a great experience. But, you know, you probably want a couple of days afterwards and then you probably want to let it sink in. And then maybe six months later, then you want something else to, to kind of be thinking about. And then, yeah, it's, it's much easier for you Like say that there's always a little bit of sadness the day after when it's over. I think then you can think, oh, we've got something to look forward to. Wouldn't it be great when we when we've got this other thing to do? So, yeah, for me, mini moon all the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: It's brilliant, actually, because when, when we were in Bergen um, in Norway, we actually saw a wedding happening in the town and we had our cameras with us. And ah. we we're sort of like. She you offered to film some of it? And you're like, no, we're on our honeymoon. Come on, get serious. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, you know. I think, um, I mean, we, because I say we got married in, in Vegas. So for us, our everything was our everything. We did, um, we actually had our honeymoon booked before our actual wedding. Because um, we already had that trip booked. When we got home, my friends who came out with us were like, when are we having a vow renewal because we want to go again <laughs> you know we, we want we want another big holiday we want to do this trip again and you start thinking oh gosh yeah okay you know maybe a year's too soon maybe we do 5 years <laughs> 10 years <laughs> we're already talking about it you know it's it, it's funny but you you do if it's a big part of your life if travel is a big part of who you are then i think you'll always appreciate that that bit of a gap
0: yeah it's um on our blog, actually, I've been writing recently about um, we can't get away with it anymore, but we've been having sort of holidays for years and treating them like honeymoons because we don't really want to let go of the vibe. Yeah, we want yeah. the buzz to keep going. So every every yeah. holiday that we've booked has been like, yeah, this is another honeymoon. It's honeymoon part three. Here we go again. But now obviously zander has been born. We can't get away with that anymore. And it's like they're going to have to be family <laughs> holidays now. So, so yeah. that sort of honeymoon period is well and truly over. But we have milked it. For every penny
1: <laughs> on, okay. I think as well, like ev- families is are different now, like you know there's so many couples I know who take their kids on their honeymoon and you know they'll go to Orlando or they'll go somewhere that's really family friendly yeah. a few times together by the time you get married nowadays, so it's definitely different,
0: yeah.
2: I think we were, interestingly, I hadn't thought about it, actually, until I saw this, until I saw this topic. I hadn't actually considered that that we actually did kind of um, a halfway house, I suppose. Um, We were married a long time, nearly 30 years ago now, so much too long ago. But we... (laughs) <laughs> it was absolutely as she said carly that the idea of, of me i'm um, not missing the bit after the wedding but we, we were married um on a saturday like most people um and actually we weren't going away until the following friday so it was just the way it worked out with the thing that we were doing and, and it was just the way it worked out and it didn't bother us and so we went back to work on monday mm. um so we had a wedding on saturday i'm i'm from a big irish family and so most of my family were staying in our flat. So Sunday, we just carried on. So we were all in the club on Sunday, having another. Fantastic. Oh. It was lovely. So we had a, a fantastic weekend of, of wedding. And then we went back to work on Monday morning and we had that lovely few days, as you say, of catching up with everybody um, you know we had phone i mean in those days they were mobiles, so my office phone i didn 't really do much work on the Monday because it was just people phoning talking about the wedding, and did you see this, and oh God, did you see so and so who so all the all the catching up with the wedding stuff over that few days was fantastic, and then we went off on Friday. Um and did it all again kind of in a in a in a way, so although it wasn't a massive, it wasn't the six months or it wasn't a year later, it was just a week later. but even that, as you say, gave us that breathing space to really enjoy the wedding and enjoy everything that had happened, and then go off and have our little break after that, so I can see the appeal of a mini move. I didn't realize I'd had one but um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I- and I think that, you know, you, you said something interesting there because you, you know, you, that kind of middle piece where you go back to normal life. I'm a, a huge control freak. And for me, like the thought of leaving my house to go and be married on the, on a Saturday, like you say, and then, and then not going home <laughs> for however, for another week or two, I'd be like, Oh, you know, who's packing my stuff away? I've got too much to think about. I'm going to leave something. You know, I just wouldn't be able to trust that. People would would sort things out in my absence. <laughs> I'd be so paranoid about it. I'd be like, let me just, you know, either have a couple of days to rest and then go home, or let you say have a bit of a break before you then kind of go and take this this much bigger trip. I'd forget something. I'd be terrible.
0: <laughs> it does actually make me wonder where, where the where and when the phrase mini moon was coined, actually. Um mm. Because obviously people have been doing it for, you know, generations.
2: Yes. Um, Yes. Well, the one that I've heard is um, Wedding Moon, which is, um, interestingly, listening to to Carly, I mean, I do do destination weddings as well. So if somebody is getting married, let's say in Florida, that is a popular, as you know, popular place for the Brits to get. And so they'll take um, friends and family with them and stay for a holiday afterwards. So it's kind of the the Wedding Moon thing where they do it all. Yeah. And and that's,
1: and that is, um, what I'm going to talk about later, basically, is the, the kind of how much you can potentially reduce your costs overall yeah. by doing that kind of thing. Is that actually what you might spend on one big trip for two people actually yeah. it could be a very big trip for five people or ten people. You just get, you know, how can you kind of factor those things in? Because yeah. I don't think people travel in the same way either. It's much more common, I'd say that. It, maybe 30 40 years ago to go on one big trip was maybe the first time you'd been abroad maybe the first time you'd holiday together but that that's not the way that most weddings are nowadays you know let's like say most people are already living together most people have children together or at least a, you know a large percentage do yes, they're not only and this- having one holiday
2: <laughs> and with when families with children and also blended families you know families mm. that that have children between them actually the, the kind of wedding moon thing is a it's a brilliant thing to do because it gives everybody that celebration and a holiday and it, it just makes sense, doesn't it, in a family with a with a family I think anyway. It's a, yeah, a Absolutely. Thing.
1: Yeah and I think um I'll talk about later about the the fact that you know you can have a very small wedding in England and around. And then have, if you're going to spend £10,000 going out to Mauritius or somewhere like that, it's actually, there's nothing really stopping you having a blessing when you're out there. If that's something that you wanted to do, to do something more, you know, traditional to the to the culture that you're visiting or whatever it might be. And I think there's definitely uh, something in that as well as, let like you say, that if you're, sp- If you are going for this massive holiday of a lifetime, you probably don't just want to sit on the beach for two weeks. You probably do want to kind of incorporate your wedding into it as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Makes perfect sense. Especially my husband who would want to sit on the beach for two weeks.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Not my idea. of uh, it's, It's nice. Don't get me wrong. And give me the sunshine any day, but maybe not the I, sitting I, down for two weeks.
2: Yes, I usually end up going off and doing something else, and I come back and find him where I left him in the morning.
1: So. <laughs> well, it's good to know he doesn't wander, you know? <laughs> you can just leave him like a crash. You just come back and find him later. Very much like a crash.
0: <laughs> I, I remember when um, we got back from Norway, my gramp said, oh, you know, how did you find it? And I said, well, we're absolutely shattered from racing <laughs> yeah. around doing stuff. And he said, Sounds like a proper holiday. Yeah, so, so, you know, yeah. Pedals are the best. <laughs> yeah. really.
1: You're not doing it properly. If you don't come back from holiday and need another need holiday. holiday. Yeah. 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 You're not yeah. holidaying properly, in my opinion. Not you holidaying hard
0: not.
1: enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, really. yeah, it, I mean, I. it's interesting because I do think I don't necessarily – I can't think of anyone now who I know who was married recently, who has either gone straight away on holiday or has um, not just had like, say like a mini moon and then done something else afterwards. I don't know anyone. I can't, I can't even name anybody I know that has gone straight off on holiday. And yet that seems to be the thing when people talk about honeymoon, you kind of have this image of people getting in the car at the end of the reception and, you know, <laughs> yeah. everyone waves goodbye. the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> go into the into the distance
0: with the cans with the cans rattling behind the car
1: oh yeah absolutely maybe maybe only hollywood has given us that impression maybe that's what it is that's <laughs>
0: right. yeah.
2: although a, a lot of the couples that i've i've seen this summer um those without children or those with grown-up children um have tended to go away not immediately and mm. it tends to be the or something you know they don't they, they go off and perhaps see their family the next day as you say make sure the presents are all taken back safely and locked up and everything before they go off um but those with children there definitely seems to be a trend towards waiting for a bit and, and going later
1: yeah definitely yeah it's, I let's I, I say it's I suppose as well like maybe the, that traditional kind of vision that I have of, like you say, the cans behind the car, is that those those people weren't going to the airport and getting on a um a long haul flight somewhere, you know, exotic. Those people are probably going fifty miles away to a hotel for a week, um, in in that kind of traditional way. So I think maybe our maybe our lives have changed that as well. Mm-hmm. In that it's not as practical to go after your reception to. The airport <laughs> depends how early your flight is I suppose and how late your reception goes but <laughs> that's a different matter think of that. do you
2: remember the Vicar of Dibley when um, Alice did you see that when Alice got married Alice needed to go and came down in there going away outfits which was uh, wetsuit and snorkel and flippers and everything wasn't it so they were going straight off on their <laughs> people don't
1: do that now do they <laughs> I feel like they should I feel like that we could we could maybe bring that back as a thing <laughs> that'd be brilliant
2: you heard it here first. yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> just really encouraging people to go the whole hog you know
2: I think so just, yes dress for the destination yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember once somebody told me that they um as part of their honeymoon they they'd just booked a, they went to the airport and they went to the the travel agent in the airport and just basically said we've got a bag packed yeah, send the us somewhere one. um wow. and and they, they went okay right great this is where you're going um put them on their flights off they went they sent them to a ski resort <laughs> 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 they did not have ski gear with them Funny that yeah. probably you probably packed for a lot of things ski resort probably not one you can do on a whim but they had a great time I mean you know you can hire pretty much everything once you're out there but I don't think that was quite the destination that they were going for
2: how fantastic though wouldn't you love to do that I would love to do that yeah yeah it's, exactly. it's an updated version of the old mystery tour on a coach isn't it mm.
1: yeah, yeah yeah very much so <laughs> but yeah I do think it's funny. Like, oh, you know, probably you're thinking, oh, we'll go somewhere. You know, it's the middle of winter. We'll get some winter sun.
2: Yes. How funny.
1: Rachel and I would no. be okay. We love this adventure. We go get, the what an <laughs> adventure! <laughs> Absolutely. I'm
0: actually, I'm actually just reminded. I've uh, just remembered. Actually, the first thing that we did on our mini moon after the day after the the wedding. <laughs> was to drive our photographers to the airport. So that, that was very adventurous. Uh, <laughs> there it is.
1: Oh, I thought... <laughs> you were like, they were going on honeymoon. Bye. Exactly. You know, that's like we, were
0: sh- we were chauffeurs to our photographers. It was brilliant.
1: Oh, that's very sweet. I hope they appreciate that.
0: We, we liked them a lot. We uh, we thought it. it was nice to hang out with them. So uh, it was a great yeah, start. Nice. Great start to the mini-moon.
1: I I do think I think that's probably the one thing that when I talk to people about the kind of that combination of people say that what they
0: regret
1: is that they get that but then those photographers go home and then you have all this other experience that happens you know on your honeymoon or wherever let like say having a holiday of a lifetime and you nobody captures that properly you know that's all done on your mobile phone or on a digital camera or whatever so i think that's probably something that will we'll see more of in the future is maybe people um taking photographers on their honeymoons as well it's certainly something that i've heard of people doing um yes. because you know you you spend a lot of money on your wedding day but then you also spend a lot of money on your honeymoon and you probably want to remember that as well in the future.
2: Well, I had a couple um, last year who I married at Stonehenge, actually, which was. Oh, which wow. was lovely. And they they'd come over from Italy. And it, that was very it was well, it was more a renewal of vows, really. So they, they came over to Stonehenge to renew their vows. Um, but we're having a week here in the UK and brought their photographer with them. So he was with them for the whole week. So he was there for oh, the, it was the, just us and him for the, for the wedding. And then he stayed with them for the week. Yeah. So, um, he was doing exactly that, recording that week for them. Yeah. Great idea.
0: We have a, uh, we have a blog post up actually on our site. Um, when we were invited to go to Venice. To shoot a post-wedding sort of honeymoon, we were going to meet the couple. They were going to arrive on the Orient Express, and my brother actually managed to wrangle exclusive use of one of the carriages um, for photos and video and stuff. So, I mean that that exists. That happened. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, so,
0: yeah. I think I think it's a really good idea.
1: Yeah, and I think we, we, people will will start to see more of it. I think that maybe the last few years where people have definitely become less reliant on carrying a good camera with them
0: Mm -hmm. um, and
1: take pretty much everything on their phone. I think people are a little bit, or at least starting to realize that maybe that's not the best way to capture really important things in life and that you do probably want somebody to capture that properly. Um, You know, and there's a reason that we still hire photographers for big occasions, (laughs) and that if you want to record something properly, you do sort of need not necessarily amazing equipment, but probably just something a bit more robust than than you, I suppose. Yeah,
2: and I think as well. It makes sense in the sense, in the, in the idea of your journey together, because i um, I was talking to a photographer before about this, um, thing of, you know, the engagement shots now. I'm seeing a lot of pre-wedding engagement shots and, or, or yeah. which is. The, she was saying that as a photographer it helps the couple to become relaxed with her and get used to the idea of taking pictures but also of course you've got those lovely lovely pictures of of you know informal pictures of them together then of course you get the wedding and it makes sense doesn't it to follow it up and have some honeymoon shots as well to kind of complete the cycle but, yeah i think we'll see yeah
1: that. and let's see i think when people only took a few photographs They were always very special, but you always printed them. You always kept them somewhere. Now we take millions of photographs, but none of them feel particularly special. And I think that definitely Mm -hmm. is changing the way that we think about photography as well.
2: Yeah, I think that's right.